Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. It's testimony time, amen. We have one testimony this morning, and I'm going to read out the testimony. So this testimony is from Juanita, Juanita Kobe, and she's from the Garden City Center. My testimony is about how God came through for me in my practical exams through the giving of offerings. I like the A. This particular course is one of my many headaches. Say mercy. It's confusing because we don't apply what we do in the words, but apply what's in the book. So I tried learning the night before, but by morning, everything had vanished. I still got dressed anyway and headed for the exam center. I told God to help me, and then I reminded God that I gave my third biggest offering in church the, the two weeks before, so he should use that to help me remember all I had studied. Now with the practical exams, a person needs to act as a patient, and then another will perform a task on that particular patient. When it was time to start, the invigilator came to where we were seated and called me out. There were a lot of us sitting there, but he called me out. And then he said to me that he wanted me to act as the patient so my colleagues can perform their task. I immediately complied. So about three of my colleagues performed their task using me as the patient. Whilst they performed the task, the examiners make comments and then grade them there and then. Later, the invigilator said that it would be better for me to act as the patient for each and every one of them since I've already gotten the apple in inverted commas. And they wouldn't want other students to get the apple. Because of this, all my mates used me as a patient and performed different kinds of tasks, like checking vital signs of a patient, administering drugs, educating a patient on admission and discharge, and other things I knew absolutely nothing about and would have failed miserably if I hadn't seen my colleagues carry them out. Because I was a patient and the tasks were performed on me over and over again, I mastered the various procedures. After almost all my colleagues had had their turn, it was finally my turn to perform the task. And then the examiner handed me a sheet of paper, which had the task I was to perform on it. I say to the glory of God that the task I was to do was the most performed task that day. And because I was the patient the whole time, I had seen all the mistakes my mates had made and heard all the corrections the examiners had made.
again, I say to the glory of God that I did this task perfectly. And the invigilator actually congratulated me for doing a perfect job. I want to encourage everyone in the church to pay their offerings and tithe and believe in the prayers prayed over these offerings and their lives will never be the same again. Church, I think we should put our hands together one more time for such a powerful testimony. Amen. It's such a good time to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you that you are in the right place at the right time. If you are in this service, your life is about to be changed because you are going to receive the word of God from an anointed servant of the Lord. She's the pastor of this cathedral. She's the bishop of this cathedral. I want, to all, I want us all to stand to our feet and welcome our anointed shepherd. Put your hands together for E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord this afternoon. Father, we are so grateful for all that you are doing. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for helping us. I pray that as we come before your throne of grace, that you will speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Powerful. Take your seat. All right. It's good. Okay. Are you in the house? Amen. Before I start preaching, I just want to remind everyone that we have a conference coming on in this house. Amen. Powerful. It comes off from the 8th to the 11th of June, and I need you to take note. Amen. Because we are going to need you to be part of it. Amen. The Art of Evangelism Conference. I believe I saw them with a t-shirt outside. Get a t-shirt and be part of it. Amen. I'll tell the neighbor, be part. It's all part of the spiritual time that we are going through right now. So many things have been happening. Is it true or is it not true? Yes, powerful. And it's going to continue. Amen. Where's your Bible? You see that you had forgotten. Stand to your feet. Let's make our confession quickly. Where's your Bible? Ask your neighbor, where's your Bible? Did you come with a Bible? I want to see your Bible. I want to see your Bible. Yeah. These days, you put your Bible on the phone. It's just a sign you don't read it. It's an em- the phone is just an emergency supply of the word. You must have a Bible. Amen. But you hold up your Bible and let's make a confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Today I am preaching for a very short time because we have an ordination service at the end of this service. Amen. And so I'm just going to... um, introduce my topic or just begin the topic and then next week we shall do double dose. Tell a neighbor double dose. Double dose, yeah. But today I'm talking about the natural and the supernatural. Amen. 
the natural and the supernatural. Right now, we're going through a time when so many interesting things are happening. Amen? And you may find yourself in a place where it's like, hey, some people are receiving, but what about me? How come there are only, only some people are receiving and me, they are not receiving? How come they call some people media, they never call me? They never, oh, what a shock. Oh, oh, what a shock. Are you here? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> and so I want to make sure that you don't miss something that's going on. Uh-huh, because of what's going on in your mind. Eesh. Good. Let's go to a scripture. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Let's start there today. I'm talking about the natural and the supernatural. Now, First Corinthians 2.14 is a very interesting scripture. And it says, but the natural man receiveth not the things that are of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. I'm reading it again. But the natural man. Tell me about the natural man. Or tell me about the ordinary man. So it says, The natural man receiveth not the things that of the Spirit of God. Now, sometimes you come into a meeting and it's clear that the presence of God is there, but for some reason, you are just there. Yeah, you are just there. And you see others seem to be having a good time. But you, dear, you are just there. Now, the truth of the matter is that you can easily miss God because of a certain natural state that you are in. There are some of us, when the word of God is coming, you use it for tennis. Have you seen when the word comes, then, bah, when they bring, then you just, bah, you bat it away. What do I mean by you bat it away? You say that, oh, but this one is not anything. Oh, but this one is not reasonable. Oh, this one is very ordinary. And in so doing, you miss the move of God or what God is trying to do. Are you in the house? Let's go with me very quickly to 2 Kings 5. I'm going to be preaching for just a short time. Yeah, I told you, I'm just introducing the topic because our time will not allow me to develop the subject the way I would want to. So let's just do that and then move on and next week we'll continue. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was a mighty man in valor but was a leper. Are you there? Okay. One day we shall discuss this leprosy. But then... <laughs> The Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, I would God that my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And someone went in and told the Lord, saying this, and this is what the maid is saying from the land of Israel. So you have this general in the army, a respected man. He moves around, everybody thinks that he's okay, but he has some leprosy under his coat. You know, just like many of us, you are covering your thing, you are pinching your shape. 
Yeah. His pinching issue, a bothering, a problem. He had covered it. But there was a young girl there who just remarked to her, made her, ma- her madame that, oh, this thing, there's a prophet in my hometown who is just good at this thing. I wish we were there. So the story continues and the, uh, Naaman hears that his servants prevail on him. He must have been a good man because his servants really liked him. Yeah. And, and they, they could talk to him. So he went and decided that he was going to see this um, prophet. Anyway, so he sends a message to the king and the king is even afraid. And says that, hey, now, since when did I start healing people? And then the prophet Elisha hears of it and says, you just send the man to me. So the man comes. Now let's continue the story from verse 9. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times and your flesh shall come again to thee and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leprosy. Are not Abana and Fapa rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Tell the neighbor, say natural man. Tell the neighbor on the other side, natural man. You see, we are looking at a case that is happening here. This man had a problem. He was in need. He has come to the representative of God on the earth at the time. The prophet who was there, he has come to him. I've come to solve my problem. But as he came, have you noticed that he came with his own formula. Oh, you can't see he came with his own formula. As he arrived there, he felt that, look, as I've come, I'm a big man. So he came with his chariot to the house of the prophet. And sometimes you arrive in church, you have come to intimidate us. <laughs> it's when you stand preaching that you understand what I'm saying. You can be standing and you are preaching and then you can see that the presence of this particular person or this, I mean, this presence is a problem. You can see that a statue has come to sit. You can see that a stone cold person has come to sit. You can even feel as you are preaching. Point number one, point number two, point number three. Yeah. You can just feel it as you sit there. So this man has come with his chariot to impress Elijah that Charlie, you may be ministering to children, but a big man has finally come to your door. Fortunately, by the grace of God, Elijah was not moved because I'm sure he knew 1 Corinthians 2.14. He wasn't bothered at all, so he did not even come out. Not because of anything. He didn't need to come out. He gave the message. This is what I have for you. So he just sent a messenger with the message. And he told the person, go and tell him that he should go and wash in the Jordan. Now, the Jordan was a river in Israel. Even up to today, the water is not clean water. Up to today, up to today. You know. But it was the water that Jesus used. But <laughs> yeah, Jesus was baptized in the same Jordan. And it's a very significant river in the Old Testament. Yeah, very significant. So he didn't come out even. He just sent a message. Now, when he sent the message, Naaman had a reaction. 
he was reacting to a number of things. First of all, he felt that in order to handle him, the prophet should have come out. So you have come to church, but you have your own prescription about how it's supposed to go. Why is the service this length? Why is the preaching that length? Why are they saying it like that? Why are they reading the King James Bible? Why are they not singing a hymn? Why are they allowing some rapper to come and dance and rap on the stage? Why do they allow some people to come and dance? You have come with your leprosy, but also with your own solution. Natural man. Natural man. Natural man. You have placed yourself in a place where you won't receive much because you came with your own prescription. Yeah. You came with your own prescription. So as soon as you saw that, you said, ah, do they rap in church? Well, what, 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 what song they say? You came. It's not godly. Well, it's nice to inform you that many years before you, the piano, electric piano, was also not godly. It was supposed to be a grand piano with pipes. They weigh more than a car. And they said, yeah, you have not seen one before. If you are aged a certain age and below. Yeah. And what, and what is a bass and a bass combo doing in the church? And all Christian songs were made with just four keys. Key A, key C, key F, and key G. That was all. You didn't use flat keys. Oh, Charlie, people, I don't know what is Apple, but I need a response. Uh-huh. Are you in the house? Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Because you have come with your own prescription. Like Naaman. You came expecting that God would meet you in the way that you have prescribed that he should meet you. He will surely come out. You see, in this church, it's not the rich who occupy the front seat. The front seat, you sit there according to your works. Uh-huh. It's not that, Charlie. We have, no, no, no. Some of the people sitting in the front, if you look inside the pocket right now, I'm not even sure that you will find five cities. Yeah, it will be hard put. First row, second row. It's not by, it's not by riches. So maybe you are richer, but you find yourself in another part of the congregation. You are very welcome, oh, you are very, very welcome. But we too, that's how we do our things. Because God has not decided to do it according to you. Yeah. I'm just introducing the point. So he had his prescription. The man will come out, number one. Number two, at first, it was a he, not a she. Uh, number two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Many times you see that you can't even receive the message because the person carrying the message to you is not qualified. It's not qualified. The person who came to knock on your door was a shrimp of a girl. I mean, it's not qualified. Not qualified. Hey, her hair cried wasn't even nicely done. Hey, I'm talking to somebody. You have come with your own prescription. So to him, the guy should come out. Now when he comes, he should stand. He should stand. Now the person is sitting. You don't understand that one too. 
and then call on his God. And then he will strike his hand over the place. <laughs> you see, naturalness eh? is not today that it came. Ancient disease. You see. What even annoyed him more is that he told him that he should go and bath. Did I tell you I didn't bath this morning? And if I was going to bath, is it Jordan that I would choose to bath in? <laughs> Have you seen what's in my house? As you are prescribing that I should do this, do you know what is in my house? <laughs> and it is not only wealthy people who have ideas. Some of us too, we are poor and proud also. Yes. Hey, the Nigerians, that's what they say about Ghanaians. Make you know, boy. You also say what you want about them. So make you know, boy. <laughs> are you there? Yes. So you have your own something that you are coming with. The Bible says that he asked whether the rivers in Syria where he was coming from, if they were not better than the waters of Israel. You cannot choose what God is going to use. Sometimes he's using a child. And if you don't listen to the words coming from that child, you realize that you have missed God. He likes to use nondescript things. He likes to use things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect that he will use them. Yeah. You're seeing a song being wrapped. It's the same rapping that brought somebody to Christ. The same song. By your holiness, it should not be accepted. By your standards. You see. But the Bible says that foolishness. He chooses foolishness to bring us the way. So the wrapper may not be all this all orderly as you expect. You know how we'll wear the robes and we'll stand in one place and look very holy and um... <laughs> Are you in the house this afternoon? Yes. I'm talking to you about the natural and the supernatural. This man needed a supernatural touch of God. But the thing that was blocking him was his naturalness. Not the devil, his naturalness. I would have thought that the greatest enemy to my receiving a blessing is the devil. But according to the Bible, it's not. It's my naturalness. My natural normal way of thinking. My normal way of thinking says that if I don't have, I should collect and keep. That's naturalness. Logic. But God's word says, give it. My natural mind says to me that if I want to be first, I should organize myself in such a way that you will respect me. But the Bible says that if you want to be first, you should serve. My natural mind says that I am high. And so if I am high, then you must look at me this way. But Jesus says if you want to come into his kingdom, you must have the mind and the simplicity and the humility of a child. And that's why the Bible says the natural mind man, receiveth not of the spirit of God. The thing that will stand between you and God 
his naturalness. So when somebody will hear the word of God, you are naturally sending your text about organizing your own life. And as you are sending the text, the word that you need, which will cause things to change, is what you miss. I'm continuing my story. In verse 13 of 2 Kings 5, the Bible says his servants came near and spoke to him. That's why I said the man must have been a good man because his servants really liked him. And they could entreat him, talk to him. Some of you, you have not reached anywhere already. We cannot talk to you. This man was a great man. The Bible called him a great man. And yet his servants, not his family members even, but a servant, said, my father, if the prophet had asked you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? How much more than when he says, wash and be clean? I think, you see, the servant was a spiritual person. He was a spiritual person. Just say, ah. But if they had told you, go and climb and twine and come down seven times, up and down. Have you been there once? If you go once, you know it's me go twice. Now they say, go and come. If it was a difficult thing, and go be here. I remember one time somebody very close to me said, I'm going to see Antoine went. And he said that he climbed and he climbed and he climbed and he climbed and he climbed. When he reached somewhere, he said, What is this thing that I've done? And he said, I want to go down. When he looked, the distance to down was longer than the distance to go up. So he continued. He said, All the while that he was going up, he was very worried. What energy will he find to come down again? It's not an easy climb. But if they had asked it, the man would have done it believing that something spiritual and supernatural would happen up there. But he wasn't asked to do that. He was asked to go to a little nondescript river and go and just dip himself seven times. And sometimes what God is asking of you is just a simple, straightforward, simple thing. No great propaganda, no great ministry, no wild thing, but a simple thing. Just do this little thing. And so his servant, as I say, if they said do the difficulty, you would have done. So this simple one there, I don't think it should be so difficult. I don't think it should be so difficult. The Bible says that he went. Just because, you see, he allowed himself to be entreated. Yeah. Even that sometimes is God's mercy to us. When he just lets somebody speak to you and, and, and you just take it. And the Bible says that then went he down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh came again like the flesh of a child and he was clean hallelujah hallelujah he simply went down there and went to do what he had said what he had been asked to do dip seven times not six not five. The logical mind would have been asking that, why? If I go inside one and I come out, am I not wet from head to toe? What is this having to go two and three and four and five? Stop there. Don't ask the question. Is it God you came to see? Is it God you came to meet? Or is it human being that you came to meet? If it is God, then take what he says as the simple way. The natural mind can receive natural mind because the natural mind will say that oh so why are the offerings too 
That one. Tell your neighbor that one. The natural mind will say, but why are you receiving a tithe? The natural mind will say, we're a charismatic church. Why a communion? And if, okay, I don't have a problem with the communion, but why every Sunday? The natural mind will say, why don't we just pray over it? Why do we have to go and let our father pray over it? And we have to put a video and we have to listen to the video. I mean, why? Why? It's okay to ask questions. But you need to understand that it's not every question that is helping you. Yeah. In the house of God, simplicity and humility and faith and just believing God is what will help you. Money is the currency on earth to get you physical things. Faith is the currency of the spirits to bring down the will of God upon your life. The natural man. Natural man receives nothing from God. I'm ending my short sermon this morning. But I want to say to you that put yourself in spiritual mode from today. Tell God that God, what you say I'll accept. What I read in the Bible, that's it. When I hear the preaching, I'm looking in my Bible, I'm accepting it. Some questions I will not ask. I will accept that it is you. Because you are well able to defend yourself. You are well able to speak for yourself. You are well able to do for yourself. From today, make up your mind, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a spiritual person. Oh yes, I receive easily from the Spirit. And you will be blessed that you did. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this afternoon and just pray a short prayer over yourself and say, Lord, grant me the humility to be a spiritual person. To accept that I don't know everything. To accept that I can't solve everything. To accept that sometimes, Lord, things are beyond me. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes as we end this sermon.
wanna be a vessel to work Father, we want to be more like you. We want to be simple. We want to be spiritual. And we want to receive all that you have for us. Help us to walk in faith. Help us to connect with you simply, directly, and easily in the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed this afternoon, I want to invite you to do one spiritual thing that will change your life. A spiritual thing, giving your life to Jesus. He was the one who told us that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Jesus said you must be born again. And if you are here this afternoon and you cannot say with any conviction that you are born again, I want you to consider giving your life to Jesus right now. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand. And just, I want to pray a simple prayer with you. Just lift up your right hand where you are standing. Just lift it up. Lift it up. If your hand is lifted, just come to me right in front here. I'm going to pray with you. Just come to me. Just come. Just come. Just join us and we'll pray. you work I want all of us to pray together. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior and you are my master. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIEDASI. God richly bless you.